Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies swept out the Chicago Cubs in Chicago last night. A great series for the Phillies. Their road winning streak continues. An interesting series coming up at home at Citizens Bank Park that starts tonight against the Washington Nationals. And we'll also talk about the all-star starters in the National League. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked on Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball for years. Uh, the radio, 97.5 Fanatic, TV, NBC Sports Philadelphia, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. I played the game forever, uh, former collegiate and semi-pro baseball player, and now happy to be here in my second year as your host of Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you consume Locked on Phillies. Please subscribe to the YouTube uh, if you enjoy the content and you want to consume it in the best way possible, YouTube to me is the best way possible. You get the video and the audio element, which I think uh, I think it adds a little bit to uh, to the experience rather than just listening on a podcast. But great in podcast form as well if you're listening or you want to go ahead and listen without the video component. Anyway, you consume it. I sincerely appreciate that very much. Now, let's jump in right into what happened last night because while it might have been a low-scoring game, it was a very interesting game. Up there at Wrigley Field between the Chicago Cubs and the Philadelphia Phillies with a sweep on the line. Now, you already know the Philadelphia Phillies knocked off the Cubs, beat them 3-1. to one, A great win for your fightings, a sweep in Chicago, a place where they started off last year, first series after the All-Star break, trying to build momentum and got swept. And you're like, what in the world is going on with the Philadelphia Phillies? No, not this time around. The Phillies take out the Cubs in three games, and it got going early. Kyle Schwarber showed exactly why he's batting leadoff for this team in this game because as NBC Sports Philadelphia joined the broadcast and came right back, the first thing you saw was a fastball letter high. It was about, I don't know, like 88 miles an hour, I guess. Um, is that the amount in Back to the Future that they needed to get to to time travel? Well, this ball was hit hard enough to time travel because Kyle Schwerber parked it into the right field, not the seats, but the right field basket type of low scoreboard area. He headed out of the bowling car, uh, ballpark. one nothing Phillies on the very first pitch of the game. Uh, it was great work. Kyle Hendricks, you know, likes to settle in a little bit. And you just saw exactly why Kyle Schwarber is batting leadoff for this team. He's not going to bat high average. He's got solid on-base percentage. But really it's because he can hit the ball out of the yard, and the Phillies seem to value that at that position. Now, is that better when you have runners on? Absolutely. Does he get the same type of pitching with runners on? Not necessarily. Uh, does he see a lot of pitches because of his ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark? Uh, yes, he does. So that whole debate about whether or not Kyle Schwarber should be the leadoff hitter, uh, listen, you know what side I'm on. They win when he's the leadoff hitter. So until they stop winning when he's the leadoff hitter, I'd keep him there. But all the baseball knowledge in me and the statistics point to him not being your prototypical leadoff hitter. And Trey Turner's kind of built to be that guy. And Bryce Stott is kind of becoming that guy. But I don't know, man. They win. I, I don't really care. Like, 
So I'm hoping you guys are football fans if you're listening, and you're probably Eagles fans if you're Phillies fans. Philadelphia is very four for four, right, which means you follow the big four teams, your fans, uh, the big four teams all together, the Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and, of course, your Philadelphia Phillies, who you're listening uh, to coverage on right now on Lock on Phillies. But basically, if the Eagles wide receiver, A.J. Brown, played quarterback for the Eagles, I would say that's insane. There's no reason why you should play quarterback. He's not a quarterback. He should not play that position or anything. And then if they won like eight games straight or they won like eight and one with A.J. Brown, a quarterback, I'd be like, well, okay, he can play quarterback for the Eagles because they win. It's stupid, but they win. Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff is stupid in the baseball sense of putting a slower, uh, low average player there over some higher average, faster players that could set the table better for guys like Kyle Schwarber. Um, Like that's just objectively not baseball smart, but. For whatever reason, it works for the Phillies. So there you have it. Kyle Schwarber, lead-off home run. Uh, then in the bottom of the second, Jared Young triples off of Taiwan Walker, who's been as good as Rangers was, was in the month of June. Taiwan Walker's been pretty darn close to that good. He's been incredible, one of the hottest hitter, hitters, hottest pitchers in baseball as well. He does give up a triple in the bottom of the second. Cody Bellinger scores, uh, and it's one-to-one. But Works out of some danger there. And then at the top of the third, Bryce Harper with runners on second and third. Nick Castellanos had already got on. Um, he had himself a – well, he slid into second with a double. Then Trey Turner singled, moving him up to third. Turner or stole, stole is the word I'm trying to say. Turner stole second. Uh, defensive indifference, I guess. They didn't try and throw him out at all. And then Bryce Harper with two outs. RBI single up the middle just goes ahead and sneaks through past Danzy Swanson. And uh, just like that is three to one. And that's the end of the scoring right there, folks. Now, Tywin Walker had the battle. I mean, battle. Kyle Schwarber had an error in left field where he was going back on a ball towards the wall and kind of tried to catch it low towards his body instead of reaching up to get it. And it bounced off his glove. A play that a normal left fielder makes. Kyle Schwarber doesn't. He had a leadoff home run. I don't know. That kind of thing evens out. Brandon Marsh had a play in center field in the sixth inning where he was just coming in on a ball and it tipped off the end of his glove. Now, uh, it, it happens. And uh, the Cubs had a ball drop in the outfield for Marsh in the bottom of the sixth. That ended up being a ground rule double. And it was because they just lost it in the weird twilight there at Wrigley. Now, Wrigley's a beautiful stadium. Uh, the lights are not quite as high as your average stadium because it's old, old-fashioned and everything like that. It's high enough normal, but kind of weird twilight sky and then they have all the smoke and everything going on so one of the tougher places to see the ball at that time uh of evening and it seemed like people were just losing the ball kyle schwarber i don't think lost his brandon marsh seemed like he might have lost his a little bit but Tywin walker had to work through a little bit of these uh these defensive struggles uh by the guys behind him and he did i mean bottom of the fifth he had runners on second and third with no outs and he worked out of it like just such good work by Tywin Walker, and he balances out the sixth inning error by Brandon Marsh and gets out of that with no runs given up. He ends up going six innings of six hit ball, so he scattered some base runners. One run, one walk, six Ks. Super comfortable game. Now, he didn't do anything super overpowering in this one. He didn't strike out 10. He didn't throw 100 miles an hour. No, he just went out there. He worked the zone. He threw a splitter. He scattered hits. And in big moments when he needed outs, he got them a certain way. Now, the Cubs helped him a little bit with some like weird bunt attempts at points. Uh, I don't know what in the world that was uh, by David Ross's team. But 
they had some opportunities where it seemed they gave him away by trying to do these weird sacrifice squeeze bunts or something. But bottom line is Tywin Walker had a great month of June. He deserves as much praise as Ranger Suarez has been getting, and the Phillies pitchers have been red hot, the best staff in baseball over this month. Junior Marte goes in. He gives up one hit in the seventh inning, but no runs. Uh, Gregory Soto, fine eighth inning. Craig Kimbrell closes the door in the ninth for a save. Philadelphia Phillies win three to one. That simple. Sweep, uh, ninth straight road win, their longest streak since like 1984 uh, on the road. Everything looks good for your Philadelphia Phillies. And they're heading into a series with Washington now, a divisional series, a winnable one, and their last easy one of the uh, the first half of the season. Game one is at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that matchup with the Nationals on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. I'll tell you more about that coming up here in just a second as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel, and you get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can bet 20 bucks on the dumbest thing in the world. Bet the Nationals minus 30 runs tonight, meaning they'd have to beat the Phillies by 30 runs. Even if you lose, you can get $200 in bonus bets back. Uh, that's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, let's talk about this series upcoming with the Washington Nationals. Again, game one tonight is at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Phillies, Nationals, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game, just like I told you. Sirius XM app. Go to the SXM app. Search Phillies there. You can pull everything up. And tonight should be an interesting one. Uh, the Phillies are going with a bullpen game. Uh, Christopher Sanchez is going to throw for the Philadelphia Phillies. Josiah Gray is going to throw for the Washington Nationals. Now, Christopher Sanchez has actually been good really good in his spot starts for the Philadelphia Phillies recently. Now he's owned one on the year, but he's got a 405 ERA and just a 105 whip, only 13 innings pitched, right? And Josiah Gray has been good this year. Even though he's five and six, he's got a three, four, three ERA, a one, four whip and 89 innings pitched. Uh, he struck out 78 and only allowed 83 hits in those 89 innings. So less than a hit an inning. Uh, he's allowed 12 home runs. Now he has walked 42 and 89 in the third inning. So you're looking at a walk basically about every other inning something like that. You could be a little patient on him, but he is more of a strikeout pitcher than what you saw in Hendricks or what you saw before in Smiley. So uh, those being the last two pitchers you saw from the Chicago Cubs in the starting rotation. So you can't be as patient as you were against those guys, but also, I mean, the big key to this game is going to be, can Christopher Sanchez go out there and give you quality four innings? He did that the last couple times he was employed to, and they didn't win both of those games, but He's given you opportunities to win ball games when he's going out there. Much better than Bailey Falter was doing at the start of the year. Certainly much better than Dylan Covey uh, was doing. And I guess better than they feel that Matt Strom could do right now because they prefer to have Matt Strom in the bullpen for all the other games. I, I think the thinking is, sure, we could throw Matt Strom, but we could keep him in the bullpen and have a better shot to win the other four games that aren't a spot start. So, hey, Christopher Sanchez has been serviceable. That, that's great to see. He can continue his run of good pitching tonight against the Washington Nationals. 
That'd be nice to see. That's the biggest thing because I don't doubt that the Phillies can hit Josiah Craig. All right, they they have the ability to. He's not that good of a pitcher. The question is, is Sanchez going to go out there and is he going to implode like a minor league arm that he probably is? I don't think so, but that's the bigger key to me than what's going on offensively in the game. Now, looking at some of these offensive numbers, Kyle Schwarber is leading the Phillies with 21 home runs. Uh, he had 20 going into yesterday's game, and then first pitch, he changed that one. Uh, now, when you look at uh, the Washington Nationals, Lane Thomas is their best hitter easily. He's leading them in home runs, average, and RBIs. But just looking at home runs right now, you got 14 home runs on the year. Nick Castellanos is batting 309 for the Phillies. Lane Thomas batting 298 for the Nationals. And Nick Castellanos now leads the Phillies in RBIs. He's caught Alec Bohm. He's got 49. Uh, Lane Thomas has 43 RBIs. So uh, Thomas is the guy to avoid. Outside of him in the lineup, there's nobody I'm really too scared of for the Washington Nationals. Uh, I'm not too worried about this team in general. And the ESPN analytics kind of back that up. Now, the Phillies are minus 178 on the, uh, the money line for the bets for tonight's game, meaning that they're favored. Uh, minus 100 would be a even bet. So if you bet 100, you get 100 back. Uh, this, you'd have to bet $178 to win $100. So you got an opportunity to win a little bit more money if you bet on the Nationals, but I don't know why you would because the Phillies are clearly favored. ESPN Analytics says the Phillies have a 55.6% chance to win tonight's ball game. So, hey, that looks good for the Phillies. Now let's look at how the rest of the series stacks out because you've got a bullpen game going in this one, the final game of July. Then our final game of June, July 1st, you have Zach Wheeler against uh, you're looking at Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Phillies are going to be largely favored in that game. And then finally you round out with Ranger Suarez, who just had one of the best months in Phillies history against Trevor Williams, who's got a four plus ERA. I know I talked about it yesterday when I teased today's episode. I might say something that I never say, uh, and that might be expecting a sweep. Now, I can't expect a sweep. Uh, I don't want to let myself get in that mindset, and you shouldn't either as a good fan of baseball and the Philadelphia Phillies, to let you get in that mindset to say the Phillies are playing so well right now, if they don't sweep the Nationals, I'll be disappointed. You can't expect them to just sweep everybody. They're all Major League Baseball teams that the Phillies are playing. Uh, you should expect them to take two or three from the Nationals. They have to win the series against the Nationals with how well they're playing and how bad the Nationals are. And if they sweep, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to say, wow, I didn't expect them to sweep. But I'm not going to come on to this podcast and tell you as smart fans of baseball that uh, the only acceptable outcome of this is not to lose. They might lose a game. They got a spot start going tonight. I mean, Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler and Ranger Suarez have been incredible. But they're not going to be incredible forever. Not They're not going to throw six innings of shutout ball until the day that they hang up their cleats for the last time. Like it, They're going to run into a tough game here or there. It might not be in Washington, but the goal is two out of three. If they lose one game to the Washington Nationals, the sky isn't falling. Now, it also depends how they lose it. If they like win the Christopher Sanchez start and then Zach Wheeler gives up eight or nine runs to them, uh, like he did that one that was against them before the really hot streak started at the start of the month. Uh, then we have a bit of a different discussion going on. But like if they lose a Christopher Sanchez start and then Zach Wheeler and Taiwan Walker dominate and they hang like 10 on him in both games uh, and they win by those games by like a combined score of 20 to two, uh, then we're fine. So. Yes, two out of three is the expectations for the series against the Washington Nationals. And then you go ahead and get into a tough part of the schedule leading up until the All-Star break. But 
two out of three, the expectation. One out of three, unacceptable. Three out of three, a sweep would be awesome. And this is kind of what I said about Chicago, too. And Chicago's a better team than the Washington Nationals are. But uh, that's what I'm looking at as we get ready for a series in Philadelphia. Nice that they're back home. Now, we do have the smoke issue still going on a little bit. It's smoky out there. I imagine they'll still play the game. It isn't as bad as it was when they canceled that one or postponed that one, rather, I should say, uh, against the, who was that, the Detroit Tigers. But it is a little bit rough out there, so we'll go ahead and see how that plays out. Uh, I don't expect any type of postponement, but you never know with this weird weather. So uh, that's kind of strange. But got an opportunity. Schedule still easy uh, until the final two series, which are, again, the final two series of the first half are going to be the Tampa Bay Rays down in Tampa Bay and the Miami Marlins down in Miami. Uh, go ahead and see how that plays out. But that's a reason why I think it's important that the Phillies have to win two or three against the Nationals. Uh, you might take a step back against the Marlins, might take a step back against the Rays. So go to work against the uh, the beatable Washington Nationals. Now, coming up, and uh, one more time, I just want to remind you, Nationals Phillies, 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Coming up, we're going to run through the starters for the National League and the American League because they were just announced. You have an idea of who you can watch in the All-Star game. And I'll tell you what Phillies are still going to be in. Don't worry about it. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. All right, let's get into it. So, the starters were announced yesterday for the all-star starters for both leagues. Now, to remove the suspense, no Philadelphia Phillies made it as National League starters. None as American League starters, if you can believe it, because they don't play in that league. But here are your starters for National League. DH, probably the Phillies' best chance to get one in. Bryce Harper was an opportunity there. He had an opportunity, I should say, to get in as DH. But J.D. Martinez of the Dodgers got it. Sean Murphy, deserving catcher from the Braves. First base, Freddie Freeman, also deserving. Luis Arise is going to play second base, hitting nearly 400. He's unbelievable. Third base, Nolan Arenado, putting together an incredible season. Shortstop, Orlando Arcia, yeah, clearly the best shortstop in the National League. Corbin Carroll in the outfield, deserved. Ronald Acuna Jr. in the outfield, absolutely deserved. Mookie Betts in the outfield, very much deserved. I don't have issue with any of those National League starters, really. Uh, now, American League, Otani's going to DH. He was the leading vote getter. Uh, Jonah Heim is going to catch from the Rangers. The Rangers have some good representatives. I mean, Josh Young, uh, Corey Seager, uh, and Jonah Heim are all on the team. Oh, and Marcus Simeon as well. The Rangers have four all-star starters this year. They've been that good. Remember when the Phillies played the Rangers in the opening series and we're like, how in the world did they get swept by them? Anyway, uh, Yandy Diaz from the Tampa Bay Rays is going to play first base. I already ran through the middle of the infield. There are the uh, fielding positions in the infield with all Texas Rangers. And outfield, Randy Rosarena of the Rays is an all-star. Mike Trout is an all-star starter. And Aaron Judge is an all-star starter. Now, who can make it for the National League for the Phillies? A couple guys I'm looking at. Nick Castellanos is absolutely going to be an all-star. There's no way he's not there. He's the number one option to go to Seattle. Bryce Harper will probably also make it. He's batting like 280-something. I know he was hurt, but he's so big of a name. And Rob Thompson is the manager of your National League All-Stars, so he gets a large say in who they're bringing besides the starters. Uh, I think Bryce Harper will find his way there. And I think one member of the Phillies' bullpen will be there. I think it'll be either Jose Alvarado or Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell's been really good this year. Jose Alvarado, even though he missed uh, some time with an injury in the middle of the first half of the season, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball. He's practically unhittable. Had a little bit of a uh, 
a set, not a setback, but he's been a little bit rough lately. He's been getting the job done, just not as dominantly as he was earlier, but one of those two is going to make it. So that's my prediction. Either Jose Alvarado or Craig Kimbrell, one guy from the bullpen, Bryce Harper and Nick Cassianos are all in Seattle uh, representing the Philadelphia Phillies. That would be my guess. No starters yet. We'll find out about that coming up as the All-Star Games on July 11th. So we'll have the latest on that as it comes down. Uh, but, yeah, there's your little All-Star Game preview with the starters decided. And hopefully Rob Thompson cooks the books a little bit. We do know that at least we'll see the manager out there in Seattle. Rob Thompson has earned that having won the National League pennant last year. So that's fun. Now, I'm not going to talk to you until Monday. Um, so hopefully you have a fun, safe 4th of July weekend. Phillies are going to play the Nationals a couple times. Hopefully the Phillies win all of those games. But, again, remember, we're cool with two out of three. Let's keep our heads level. Let's be realistic and everything like that. We're okay with that. We want three out of three, but two out of three is acceptable-ish. So hopefully that happens for us as well. And um, I'll tell you again next week, but happy 4th of July. Thank you for your continued support to us here at Locked on Phillies. Really appreciate that. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff that I tell you about all the time. And uh, I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.